everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy and Lisa. You know, we love old highways and I was going to say haunted highways, and this is really true what we're talking about today, haunted highway. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jefferson Highway. This is something we talk about every fourth Thursday, uh, and I encourage you to go to this website, jeffersonhighway.org. Um, this is a very historic highway that was start. I'm going to say, back 1916, and this was the editor of Better Homes and Magazine who said, hey, we got to do this highway. It's a very cool thing that's going to do good stuff for tourism and all kinds of things. And it became the very first vacation route. And we do have the president uh, of the association, the Jefferson Highway Association on the show, Roger Bell. So he's going to correct me very soon. But this highway became a big deal. And of course, you know, things change. World wars happen and highways get forgotten and uh, now what's so cool is the highway is on this amazing revival and we're so excited about it. Nancy and I are going to be mm-hmm. doing a lot of more travel on this highway over the next few years. We're going to be doing a special magazine with it. We're going to be doing a special travel guide just on this highway that goes from Winnipeg, Canada, all the way to New Orleans, the uh, Pines to Palm Highway. And we're also going to Winnipeg tonight, which is very exciting on today's show because we've been talking a lot about North America, obviously, and then United States of America, but we need to cross the border into Canada. So we've got a special guest, Matthew Comas, joining us. So I'm going to bring Roger Bell on the show, the president of the association. Roger, welcome back. And did I get anything wrong or did I get anything right even about the Jefferson Highway? Well, Lisa, it was actually formed in the fall of 1915, but I knew it. Obviously, it didn't, you know, it didn't really start moving forward until 1916. So I'll give you, I'll, I'll let you slide a little. Hey, listen, it's only a few months, right? You but, know, it's uh, only a yeah. few months. It's only a yeah, few it's months. Yeah, it's only a few months. But, uh, yes, uh, we're, uh, the highway has a great amount of history, heritage. It is a true Americana route. And we mm. are really excited about uh, the revival and being out on the road in the last month on a few places. It's always exciting when you go in a place and you start talking to somebody and they're starting to already hear about things that are moving forward before we even uh, talk to them the first time. So, uh, yes, things are moving, and, and uh, we're, we're glad you're part of that, uh, uh, Lisa and Nancy. Thank, Thank you. you. We, we're we excited, dude. I mean, yeah. seriously, I'm like, I have to we say, can't dude, wait because to start. listen, this is like the are... most epic road trip yeah, thing now. We're going to do know? it. So we need it's to all... be the road trip. It is the road trip. And I think it was one of the first road trips for our country, right? And 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 then going over the border, which is a big yes, deal. Yes, it was one of the first uh, um, highways as such mm. in the country and arguably the first international highway mm-hmm. uh, going into Canada. Wow. And yeah, so that leads was- us to our, our guest uh, today, Matthew Comas. He's the founder of Winnipeg Ghost Walk. Uh, he's also the author of the best-selling books Haunted Winnipeg and Haunted Manitoba. Uh, Roger tracked him down because he's like he was like I'm looking for people with you know th- about ghosts and in, in you know Canada cool. and Winnipeg, of course. So I encourage you to go to his website, WinnipegGhostWalk.com. Welcome, Matthew. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me tonight. Hey, That's this cool. is great. We're excited. You're our first Canadian guest on the show. 
talking about the Jefferson Highway. We're so excited about this. And Nancy wants to know if you found our relatives like floating in a hotel somewhere or something or in the back alleys, probably where they are. But, you know, I'm just saying, um, I, I just, you know, it's so exciting that you do ghost walks. I know primarily over fall and October, but you've written these books and people can call you and say, hey, we've got a group. But what was it that led you to doing ghost walks? And, and taking people on mm. tours. It, it was kind of by accident, to tell you the truth. I've been doing tours for, for now, I guess, about 20 years. And mm. the number one question you get on tours, and I think this is true probably around the world, it's not, oh, who lived here? How old this building is? People mm. always ask you, is it haunted? It doesn't matter mm. what the tour is about. People will always ask, you know, the, oh, the history is nice, but does it have a ghost? So... Mm. I realized there's obviously a lot of interest in it. And the first night I started doing ghost tours, it was cold. It was raining. I thought I would show up, wait around a few minutes and go home. And 20 people came out in the cold rain to go on the ghost tour. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but it's true. It's we, interesting. We went, Nancy's into it. I I'm think, so you know, into it. Yeah. I, because I think that people want to connect with the past and that's one way of making history become alive for them but connecting with the past with a relative is something that is i don't know it just calls you you know mm-hmm. and, and giving tours in my area uh on mm-hmm. this over the year and i kind of happened on it myself um i went on a tour first time I was traveling and I was in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I went on a tour there, uh, thought see something to do in the evening. Of course, I like history, as you know. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to go on this. And what I saw is it was really fun. You learned a lot. You learned a lot about things that were um, not always common. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I just saw that this is a great opportunity when I got back to try it, not knowing if it would succeed. And now I've been, this is the 18th year that I've been involved mm-hmm. in tours here wow. and it just grows and people are just brought in so much by the ghost and the fun and uh, you know, whatever it is, but, uh, it's a way really, I found to, uh, people leave, they learn a lot, you know, they really, yeah. They, and, 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 and they appreciate the, the community and, and I think even more. I'm sure it's the same way in Winnipeg. Mm. Yeah. I think sure. it's, I it's, think it's everywhere. A way to teach history and people don't even realize they're teaching them history, sort of. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I and love you that. You just see the looks on people. And there's always some fun element. You know, I try to, I try to make, uh, I, I try to add a little bit of fun elements to them you know, every once in a while. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you know, we take some crazy pictures during our tour, you know, for fun and we have some other things, but um, you know, it's so uh, uh, every one of them uh, are a little bit different um, and uh, the guest anyway. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, some, it, you know, I leave a lot of times I leave them and I, I found them to be some of my most fun tours just because, mm-hmm. Because uh, the interaction you get with your guests and the questions I think you get, or they're they're interested, you know. You know so. mm-hmm. Well, I think what's great about these tours is it gets kids interested in history. It gets you know everybody having this story and like ooh ooh, and 
you become more observational and you start like looking to see if you can see one and you know a ghost or you know a spirit i don't think and, it matters um, the age doesn't I mean, that's another great no. thing you're exactly right you know you can have teenagers and mm-hmm. to uh you know uh, senior citizens it doesn't matter they're they're all interested in the ghost stories and and uh, yeah. it's a way to really connect i think families because the whole families go on a lot of these tours and all ages and, and mm. uh, I, I find them uh, um quite good because a lot of times some of my other tours i don't get to see some of those younger kids or some of those uh, other elements and uh, but uh, uh anyway it's so uh, uh, i'm really excited to have matthew on with us yeah and, uh, we and, got we got uh, canadian ghosts to talk about i mean uh, and this is exciting this is exciting because we're talking about ghosts and hotels roger you you said you wanted to talk it. about hotels because this is such a big important part of well you know as we're bringing back as we're bringing back this route you know one of the things we look at compared to let's say for example route 66 you don't Mm -hmm. have you know there's some interesting places around obviously lodging a lot of the lodging was motels or tourist courts or stuff like that but on this jefferson highway era you got a lot of really iconic grand hotels and historic hotels some of them, they're no longer hotels today. They're still there. But some of them that are still, you know, you can check in today. When I toured the whole route, um, most of the whole route in 2017, I stayed in historic lodging all the way. And um, it's almost everyone had a, a, a fun ghost story to it, which was oh, interesting cool. to me. And, awesome. uh, you know, so that's, you know, I think that's, you know, as people go up the Jefferson Highway and tour it, you know, this are, these are, you know, some of the fun things you can go out in the evening. For example, if you're going to be in Winnipeg, you can uh, look up Matthew and his site and go on one of his tours in the evening uh, yeah. while you're there. It's something to do at night. It's a lot of fun. I think. And then, awesome. and then you have go and then you have a cocktail, right? And then you go in your mm-hmm. room at night and go, whatever okay, you want to do. What so was that? Bump, what was that bump in the night? Right. Yeah, you might want to go ghost hunting the rest of the night. I, don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you start photographing everything. Hey, listen, the digital cameras are like a, a, a big deal for this. And we've been in historic homes um, yeah. with audio recording <laughs> stuff. And we've done our own weird, you know, stuff on, on this. And, Listen, it really does make you listen and see and use all your senses. And mm-hmm. that includes your imagination. I'm just going to say that, right? Oh, yeah. it, it does. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so exciting. So Matthew, going to your, tell us a little bit, let's, let's go to Winnipeg because many of us haven't been there. Um, we're, we're, we're I, I've heard all about the Red River that it flows backwards, which means you guys have got some crazy <laughs> supernatural powers going on. Um, I've heard all kinds of things about That's the peg, that. as my friend calls it. Um, but you know, tell tell us a little bit about Winnipeg and you know what the history is like. You know, because it seems to me like it's quite metropolitan. You know, even though you guys do have prairie land, right? Yeah, for for sure it is. And yeah, you mentioned the Red River. It is. Yeah, unique sort of in that it flows, you know, as you said, for most people, it seems kind of backwards. But that river was the link to Hudson Bay, where a lot of the earliest settlers uh, came from and headed down, you know, 
all the way from Hudson Bay to uh, to Winnipeg, which is yeah, right in the the prairies. And from there, mm-hmm. like indigenous people, you know, Native Americans have been here for thousands and thousands of years. But mm-hmm. the settlers kind of went from sort of a village to the third largest city in Canada in just a few decades. So it went from mm-hmm. a couple hundred people to tens of thousands very, very quickly. Wow. Um, kind of like similar to Chicago in some ways. Sometimes it was even called the Chicago of the North. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I've heard Is that, that because of the uh, water? I've heard that mentioned, especially like in the uh, early uh, days of Jefferson Highway, that it was going to be the new Chicago or something. Like oh, that. wow. Huh. Yeah, we never yeah. reached the population size, but we definitely, even some of the building architecture is quite similar to uh, to Chicago. Okay, hmm. but do you have the blues? Like, now that's important. The blues music has to happen if you're going to be well, in they've Chicago. Got, they've got a lot. They've got some music up there. That's another That's another show, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, you know, not, not so much blues, but we definitely have a pretty strong local, uh, local music culture. And Winnipeg, in some ways, is an isolated city. It's seven hours usually to drive to, to Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. And that's the closest okay. large city. Um, there's no other cities of any real size within several hours drive so it kind of makes it unique in some ways uh, because kind of a hub you know up there is to go to is uh and i uh you know one of the one of the things you know uh, when we look at the the history of jefferson highway is it's starting there and a lot of the early uh um highway uh tours what we call sociability runs for the Premier Manitoba would, uh, and others would come all the way down the route and go all the way to New Orleans. A lot of them started at the uh, Fort Gary Hotel there. And uh, hmm. I know that our, we, we had a previous podcast a few months ago where we had our man, our friend uh, Bill Johnson hmm. and his wife Jane. That's where they stayed and they lived, you know, they left there. And, they, and I showed them a picture of that. Uh, group starting out and that's that's where they parked that morning in that same area so it was just kind of cool but that hotel is i've never stayed there but i've heard so many great things about it and it's my is it understanding haunted? it has a little matthew bit of is it haunted <laughs> is yeah it haunted? definitely has some ghost stories it is very much a landmark uh building in the city uh yeah and still as you said a place that you could have stayed when the highway opened and you can still still stay there to this day uh, chateau style looks very much almost like a large castle and it was a railway hotel and they do think it's haunted and it sort of got off to a little bit of a rough start because the the railway's owner uh charles hayes was returning from england and unfortunately he selected the titanic as his return oh. vessel. So you can guess uh <laughs> Guess how that story ends. Unfortunately, he, yeah, he was. Killed, uh, this was just before the hotel was. Uh, it hadn't quite opened yet, um, so he he was tragically killed at the beginning, and then during construction, wow, um, a worker fell down the elevator shaft. Uh, so it was kind of a, a Otis went start. down. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. wow. So the the guy goes down, and so that's the that whole mystery of there is like okay so does he ride with you and i mean how does he haunt people 
Well, they don't know if he's necessary. I haven't heard about him being in the elevator. Um, the most common oh, cool. that that would be spooky. There is sometimes <laughs> they, see, they see a person on the roof, which they wonder if that's him. Uh, security guards ah. tend to spot this person at night, and of course they're concerned, but they can never find anyone on the roof. Uh, as soon as they get to the roof, it's always empty, but yet they still see see this person standing hmm. up there. And in fact, the hotel print shop is still on the roof. Um, it has like their original printing presses. It's it's very difficult to access now, but uh, back when they yeah. used to have to print everything, you know, in house. Of course, now it's so so different. But wow! So That's when you cool. take people on tours, are they able to see the hotel? I mean, is it mostly like the downtown? Tell us about that. Like, is it the historic downtown, or are you seeing like, you know? We've never been to Winnipeg, Nancy and I, that we know of, but we know we have family there. So you yeah. may have experienced one of our relatives as a ghost somewhere. But <laughs> um, is it like a historic quaint downtown? What's the downtown? Or do you have city scrapers, like, you know, the big skyscraper things? And then, I mean, do you it's have that historic mixture. charm? Um, it's quite a mixture. There's historic buildings. There's much more modern office buildings. Our downtown's fairly big, so it kind of sprawls out a little bit it has entertainment area like the mm. main hockey arena and theaters but the area that i do not all but a lot of my tours is called the exchange district which is a huge collection of historic buildings over a hundred historic buildings wow um, and that's where a lot of the ghost stories are uh, the hotel for gary is actually not right in that neighborhood but that's kind of a, a focal point for downtown. And that's where a lot of your restaurants and bars and theaters and, and stores are is in that, that neighborhood, the exchange mm. district. Is there some wow. kind of room? Is there some kind of special room in the Fort Gary that supposedly has some stories to it? If I remember right, or is that just. Yes. Uh, room 202, which apparently uh, is actually Ooh. really difficult to book into because so many people want to want to stay in no, the room, especially in October. Um the story behind it is that uh, shortly after the hotel opened, a newlywed couple on their based on their honeymoon booked into room 202. Uh, the wife started feeling unwell, so her husband went out to to go to the pharmacy to try to to get her some medicine. And on the way back from the pharmacy, was hit and killed by a car, and she <laughs> is waiting. And waiting in the room and eventually there's a knock on the door and it's the hotel manager who has to you know break this tragic news to her so she went from being a new bride to to a widow in you know just hours really um mm. and that oh. she remains at the hotel but that night overcome with grief uh she hangs herself in the room's closet jeez oh, and wow. there's when they start getting these reports of yeah people seeing this woman in the room or uh hotel staff have talked about dark stains that like blood stains almost they've cleaned and they reappear in the closet and uh oh, like that over over the years so oh so it's, the blood it's booked stain up thing in october weird. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, the it's blood stain, so you know the blood stain thing we we um do a mm -hmm. show on uh the national parks arts foundation all their artists and residents in national parks across the country every first friday and one of them stayed in gettysburg Mm -hmm. And we went to see this house and the house is, everybody knows it's haunted and it's actually, you can rent it on Air Airbnb, but um, mm -hmm. they, this house, he said when he was there, they knew they could feel it, him and his wife. And 
this and he sent me photos and I'm sorry, I know it could be old house stuff, but all of a sudden this house oozed what looks like blood on the side of just one wall, just this blood coming down. And I have the photos. It's creepy. And it's, it's, it's weird. Matthew, have you ever had people take pictures and show you things and on your tour, stuff like that? Yeah. People often take photos. I don't know if we've ever seen blood stains, but definitely lights and shadows and, you know, effects like that for sure. Do you get those, Roger? I mean, and yeah, I want to go to I've Roger with you. Yeah. You're in Oklahoma. Tell everybody where, where people can access I, I, your tours. My, I'm in Muskogee, Oklahoma, which is a much mm-hmm. smaller community than Winnipeg. But we were, you know, Winnipeg in a, and the, Muskogee was original cardinal points. There were 14 communities on the route that were original cardinal points where the route had to go through as it was established. And my hometown, Muskogee, was one, but we're only about 40,000 in population. But we were a community that blew up around uh, right before statehood in Oklahoma, around uh, 1900, 1907, and uh, at one time was larger than the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we have a lot of history and legends here, a lot of Western uh, outlaw history here. Mm. More uh, deputy marshals killed within a 100-mile radius of Muskogee than anywhere in American history. Wow. wow. So there's just a lot of lot of stories mm. here. And um, as I started giving tours about 18 years ago, um, not really knowing where it would lead me, uh, and they've become so popular and uh, – uh, that uh, typically I have, I don't know that I've ever gone on a tour in recent history that have not sold out that I've wow. given on the haunted area, um, including this year. Um, but we have, uh, uh, one of the things that we have here is a uh, historic hotel here called the Seavers Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built um, by a gentleman by the name of Captain Frederick Severs, who uh, had uh, been a pioneer in Indian Territory, what is now Eastern Oklahoma, and uh, he had gained a lot of wealth uh, through his uh, interaction with the uh, Creek uh, Muskogee Nation tribe here, and uh, he uh, had fought actually with them during the Civil War. And they gave him head, basically head rights, and uh, uh, he built hmm. a lot of his wealth uh, through that. And he was getting up in age, and he made a decision that he was going to uh, build something lasting. And uh, he knew some of his friends were building hotels, so he wanted to build the grandest hotel he could. So in 1910, he started out. He moved his actual own house from the side of where it was and moved it, which it still stands. And uh, he uh, spent almost a good portion of his wealth uh, and mortgaged the rest to build this hotel. It was, almost, it was a, in 1910, it was about a half a million dollars, uh, which was quite a bit wow, of money at that that's time. that's a lot back then. It had everything, wow. it had everything first class. It was 10 stories hall. It had about 225 rooms in it. Whoa. Um, and, uh, of course at that time, we, a lot of people thought Muskogee was going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest city in the, in the, uh, state of <laughs> Oklahoma. 
Uh, and very interesting that Matthew just said about the the, uh, the gentleman passing away and, and, and haunting the hotel. Yeah, we got the same. We got a similar story. Mm. Captain Seavers put so much passion into that hotel, and he got to see uh, in April of 1912. He got to see the Seavers crest flag flown over the top of the hotel. And uh, within about a week, uh, he died. And oh. uh, he never wow. got to see the grand opening. He never got to see the hotel oh. running. Uh, they weren't even, <laughs> there was a lot oh. of going around. And mm. uh, I worked in the building because later on it was restored as a, as a, as a uh, in the, it, it was a hotel up until uh, in the mid 1970s here. And then mm. it became, um, kind of a rough place, you know, longer term residence, stuff like that. And we just, mm. and it was restored during the 1980s uh, by a bank that I went to work for. And uh, I used to work. I in thought you were, you were running the rough place, Roger. Come on. <laughs> and it was like, okay, you know, I would be there working late at night and, you know, you just kind of felt edgy, you know, I don't know mm. what it was, but, Mm. Uh, and then like years later, you know, I hear all these stories about things going on and some of the things people would just all of a sudden mysterious things would be missing, you know, that was there one day or another. And, uh, there was um, strange noises. We had these really mm. cool stairs that kind of uh, uh, go around a semicircle and uh, to go up to the bar the, the ballroom which was where i was working and it was a, and you would hear people footsteps going up at sometimes and you go okay who's coming upstairs and there would be nobody there mm. no cool and, and you know <laughs> and, and people would say they would see somebody outside at night look you know it looked like a you know man dressed up in period outfits and stuff and and, and it was just uh he would just um disappear hmm. sometimes and there was a lot of story but then there's another story in this hotel that uh in 1931 there was the Seavers hotel murders uh that uh -oh. occurred that became it was national news it was on all it was in all newspapers in the country some gentlemen from Connecticut came into town they were loan brokers and they were came in to check on this is right after the start market crash or time period and they came to check on some investments they checked into the hotel and within a few hours um, they were no more and they were the bodies oh, were mm -mm. found uh wow brown but there was one of the one gentleman that was with them was found gagged and bound to a chair and uh, the rest were all dead uh and wow. uh these were pretty important people in connecticut and uh, they, uh, uh, you know, it, the seventh floor was where this all occurred. And uh, about four or five years ago, that, that area was totally being, uh, the people had moved out of there, it was under renovations. And I had some new people up there that were friends of mine, and they kept telling me, Roger, so on the seventh floor up here, we keep getting some really strange deals going on up here. And I said, well, Hate to tell you, but you're on the floor with the murders happen. <laughs> oh no, dude! And, you know, and, and they started. They actually did a little bit of a video about some of the things that were going on up there. 
I haven't mm-hmm. heard about it recently, but we, we gave uh, some of our tours up there uh, on the seventh floor and also the basement, which has a lot of real fun activity uh, that goes on there. Um, wow. So, <laughs> you know, it, and, and, you know, every once in a while, you know, we'll, uh, some of our tours uh, will get some kind of strange picture or somebody will hear something. Uh, uh, it's always uh, quite interesting. That's so cool about it. I think that's the thing is it's something where, you know, you can experience something through a photo or a sound or, you know, if you're staying in there, that's a whole other, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to experience mm-hmm. it. But I, I want to go to Matthew in Winnipeg uh, on these tours. Have you had any evidence come through? Um, have you experienced, a, you know, a ghost or a spirit or have your, you know, your guests on your tours experienced something in photos and that kind of thing? So not at one of the hotels, but I, I do a lot of tours with a local museum. It's called Seven Oaks House and it's the, mm. the oldest house in Winnipeg. And it would have been a, mm. a farmhouse initially and it's built in the 1850s. So for, for Winnipeg, that's quite quite old i know for some places on the highway that wouldn't uh wouldn't be nearly as old uh and there i used to work as a a guide um not doing ghost tours it was a, a summer student job and we would mm-hmm. hear again you would hear things you'd hear footsteps upstairs when you knew no one else was there or you'd hear sometimes mm-hmm. we'd hear something smashing which if you work in a museum that's kind of the worst sound to hear yeah exactly yeah. if you want to stay the artifact stay yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly so, but we'd never find anything. Uh, and then one day I was working with my coworker who firmly does not believe in ghosts. And we put down mm-hmm. some ant poison on, on the grounds that morning. And we hear these footsteps on the front porch. It is the big, you know, wraparound porch around the whole house. So I went to tell the person, because sometimes people would come walk their dogs. It's, it's located in a park. And I wanted to make sure they didn't take their dog onto the lawn because the, the ant poison. Mm-hmm. And I go out on the porch and no one's there. And my coworker follows two seconds later. And he's like, oh, where are they? I'm like, yeah, I thought I heard someone on the porch. And he's like, for sure they were walking on the porch. So we, he goes one direction, I go the other. We search the whole property and nobody is there. No one <laughs> is there. And both of us, 100% are positive someone was walking down that porch. That's crazy. <laughs> See, that that's, that's when you kind of have to go, okay, there's more to life than us right you know what i mean it's we've had a couple of really interesting deals you know one of them was not really on a tour but uh it's a building that we give tours in it's a historic home that was built in 1895 uh in the indian territory at that time out on the mm. prairie now it's all around it's a historic home uh, that is called the Thomas Foreman home here in Muskogee. And we were, um, I was showing a new director who didn't stay with us for very long um, of a museum here. And, and, and this is part of her job was to oversee this facility. And uh, so, you know, I was telling her about the haunted tours we give and different things. And I was also telling her about the, the building and all the great history of this uh, that's involved in this because Everything in this house is original. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of historic buildings, you bring back things, but this one, the people just left everything. And it's got history oh, in, wow. in every corner. And uh, they had art there from all over the world. They were um, prolific uh, uh, people that uh, traveled the world. And they were friends of artists. And 
the director was making some, I thought, you know, kind of some comments on some things. And there was a picture hanging on, uh, actually it was hanging on a door. And uh, we were leaving the room. We went to another room. And we're, we're quite a ways from this. We're in a, we're, uh, you know, a couple of rooms down from this. And all of a sudden we hear this loud crash. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what was that? Uh, of course, I've given ghosters here. <laughs> I know, I know the reputation of the home. And we go back in the room, and the picture that was hanging very sturdily on this door mm. is now probably ten to twelve feet away from the door in the middle of the room. Ooh, dude! And there's no explanation that I can uh-uh. give anybody about how that got that far. <laughs> Mm, no, and no. It freaked, we got out of there pretty quick. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to bring Louisiana into this. So Natchitoches, Louisiana. You know, we love Natchitoches, and um, everyone, you've got to go to Natchitoches. So go to the website natchitoches.com. It's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. It's just it 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 just it sounds different than how you write it. Um, it is the most historic site or, you know, most historic city in the state of Louisiana and um, on the trail. So we go to Natchitoches for the very, very first time. And we stayed at the Sweet Cane Inn, mm-hmm. uh, bed and breakfast right off of actually <laughs> right. It, I mean, you could walk to the Jefferson Highway Park from there. And that was said to be a little bit haunted and I, I was <laughs> even just on their website and they don't promote it but um but there there are spirits in there and like I was saying before we went on the show like you it's one of you know it's that old where you have chains on the toilet you know and they're way up there the cisterns at the top but like there were there was like a vibe in that place but mm-hmm. we went from there and we went down to Alexandria and I know Alexandria is also on the highway and um we also, you know, so we went to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery. Also, everybody, the American Cemetery in Natchitoches is the oldest cemetery. And there's a whole other thing going on there. We went to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery in Alexandria. And mm-hmm. I got stuck in the back seat of the car and I couldn't get out. <laughs> I got locked in by my no. the seatbelt locked me in the car. And no. they had to get me out of the car. No, seriously. The other place that's weird there is the Kent Plantation has a whole other vibe. There's there's no way been that place is haunted. We, we went there on the- our tour. Uh, oh. we, were, we were in Natchitoches in 2019 for a conference, and we went to the Kent Plantation. And you're right, there is kind of a strange vibe. There's a there's no way it's not. Then okay, so uh-huh. then we go back the next time we went back to Natchitoches. Um, Arlene like said, Oh, we gotta go do like the you know, no man's land. Um, Arlene Gould, and you know, everyone knows Arlene on our shows. Right. And she's like, Go on, you girls are gonna go to Manny, you're gonna go to all these different towns, and then you're gonna go to DeRitter. Okay, hello, DeRitter. Like, seriously. Okay, so we went to Leesville, DeRitter, and in DeRitter, they have an amazing museum, by the way. You guys have to go check that out. Uh the Beau, I think it's the Beauregard. Par- it's Beauregard Parish. Anyway, I know it's mm-hmm. Beauregard Parish, but this museum downtown by the railroad is insanely cool. But down the street is the Gothic Jail. This mm-hmm. place. I mean, this is a different kind of hotel. Dude, okay, this is the hotel. 
This is the hotel for people that did something. No, it's and creepy. when you go in, it's a gothic <clears throat> building. And when you go in, it's a circular staircase, just like if you're going in a lighthouse. Yeah. And so yeah. what I didn't learn, I didn't know this, but dude. the jail people, the jailer, whatever the dude, the head dude and his family lives in the jail building with the prisoners. So that you go in the door and that's where their family would have been. And the baby's little crib is there. And I'm like, what? And then you mm -hmm. go in the kitchen and then they're showing mm -hmm. like, oh, no, these two guys who killed a taxi driver and threw the threw him in the mm -hmm. car or whatever, pushed it into a swamp. Right. So these two guys were in there and they worked in the kitchen. You walk through the kitchen and then you go in the middle mm -hmm. and they have this big noose hanging down to represent the fact that these two men were hanged. And then their bodies were taking out the front door uh -huh. and the entire town comes out. Okay. Cause back in the day when anybody was hanged, people came so out and like had a, a picnic, party, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. With their kids. And, and as Bob, Bob Dylan may say it's the Bear Mountain picnic, but anyway, yeah. so they come out and they watch this entire thing. Right. So anyway, we go through this whole cell thing and they just started renovating uh -huh. and fixing this up and starting Halloween things. Mm -hmm. And you guys have to check this Gothic jail out, man. It's crazy. You go up the stairs. I swear to God, somebody put their head, their hand on my head. I could feel <laughs> some. There's no yeah. way you're going to tell me anybody else touched my yeah. head. Like, you yeah. know, when someone not just pat your head, they they like when, you know, hello, little girl, like kind of thing. And then you go up to the top and it's <laughs> freaky. There's a women's cell. And the women no, used to hang their their boobies out. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but they did out the window to get candy from you know the guys and whatever and just passerby fun mm. so then they put the women inside a cell within the cell so that yeah. they couldn't go out the window and so i mean <laughs> because the women nuts. were naughty in this jail but this, I, this yeah i don't know about this story i need to check this, this one no, this jail, is but cool. i'm just saying it's this is so my funny. hotel story of louisiana <laughs> Nobody well, you know the bent, you know, the Grand Bentley in Alexandria, which is one of the, it's a treasure on the in route, and and mm. it, you know, it's uh, uh it's supposedly haunted. Uh, the the uh, has a big, big staircase when you go up the lobby there. Somebody supposedly fell off the balcony there and died. Uh, mm. And uh, uh, and also yeah. the Mr. Bentley himself uh, died in the hotel in 38 and he's supposed to haunt it. So it's it's uh, oh. it's one really cool hotel. Now, Matthew, you, there's one. There's another hotel there that has a lot of history on the Jefferson Highway. There's the Marlboro. Is that one that you know anything about? Yeah, the Marlboro Hotel is, was built again to be kind of a luxury hotel. Um, unfortunately for the owners, they opened in 1914. Winnipeg had been going through a huge boom. Uh, the hotel opens and promptly uh, First World War is declared. The boom goes bust and they're, they're, they're out of business in six months. Somewhere. Uh, it became a, an army barracks. I think maybe the most comfortable army barracks in the, in the country wow. at that point. Um, but after the war, it reopens as a hotel. And yeah, it was, it was a fancy hotel. They had Italian marble and Tiffany light Ooh. fixtures. Oh, wow. Rubs, like. They advertised quite a bit in our Jefferson Highway uh, magazines. In that time. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's neat to know. So it was, a, it was a fancy place to stay. 
Uh, and they had a really famous guest at one point, uh, Sir Winston Churchill. Now, I'd love to Ooh. tell you if he's haunting the hotel. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's not the case. Um, as cool no, as I'll tell you if be. he's haunting it. He'd be like, I'm Bummer. here. Yeah, that, that would be quite an attraction. <laughs> but the room they named in his honor after he stayed there, which is their one of their banquet rooms, uh, they, and it's still called the Churchill Room to this day, there's definitely people have seen a ghost in that room. And uh, mm -hmm. one occasion, the employee maybe wasn't the best employee because he would go into that room basically to have to take a nap, you know, have a, a snooze. <laughs> Um, and in hotels, you know, sometimes you work, you're working late. So he would push yeah. together a few of the chairs, grab an extra pillow and, and lay down for a bit. And he had done this, he said, a few times until one time something just abruptly woke him up and he went from asleep to wide awake, mm. opens his eyes and right above him, he said, was a woman in kind of a long, older style dress. And he just ran from, from the room and you could only <laughs> get him back in there. Uh, when there was a banquet on now and you know lots of people and all the lights and uh, and many mm. people have seen this this woman in in the basement and in the the church room and kind of throughout throughout cool. the building wow that's wow, that's wild that's i mean cool. is this still a hotel today it is yeah it still is uh is a hotel today uh mm -hmm. it's yeah, a com cool. combination there are some people in his residence and uh, a little bit different role than it once was, but it is still, you still can get a room there and, and stay there. Ooh, she's going to walk I'm going to have to go to Glenn, Glenn Burroughs, who's our um, <laughs> England correspondent, and he does family history and needs tours in Norfolk, England, and see if he mm. can connect more, because he found out his family is in Canada and ended up yeah. going to Canada to meet them. This mm -hmm. is like, and it's all from one church document like from way back when and mm -hmm. it goes back to history of the 1812 war and i mean it's crazy and then he found this whole family that he has it's it's insane and he's been to canada twice over this so you you know this is oh roger we have to do a family history thing now you know yeah because this is a whole other thing you know well you know there's so much there's so, you know? we go through this all the time you open one door and you get another one but you know one of the most one of the interesting things to me is two of the longest running holiday festivals in the country are both on the jefferson highway route Mm. Uh, uh, you, you, you mentioned that condition you know, the Christmas festivals coming yeah. up, which has been going mm -hmm. forever, but Anoka, Minnesota, which is just on the uh, suburb North, um, West of Minneapolis is considered the Halloween capital of the world. And uh, mm. they promote that. And, and they, uh, started all in 1920 when, uh, I think some kids were causing a bunch of, uh, doing tricking you know and stuff like halloween they did back mm. in the day caused a bunch of problems so uh, some civic leaders there came up with the idea to, to do a celebration where all of them could be doing all this together and they formed a halloween committee this is 1920 mm. and uh, so this cool. is the time of the, the, the you know the main period of the jefferson highway and uh, they started this and they came up with the idea to do a, 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 one of the early Halloween parades and and celebration. Yeah, They've been cool. doing celebrations there every year uh, since 1920. The only exceptions wow. have been uh, during World War II, I think, uh, maybe a few years, and obviously COVID. But outside of that, 
they've always had a festival and a parade. And, mm, cool. and they also have some interested haunted history because the interesting enough, the state mental asylum uh, uh, was in their community <laughs> and that building is still there and they give they give is a lot Jack of ghost Nicholson tours there? and stuff there so i'm i'm looking forward to the day when i can actually get back up to anoka i did not spend much time on my one trip there and uh oh. it'd be cool to be there in the halloween time uh, right that's now, cool sure. that's cool i mean that about so, jack nicholson because of one flew over the cuckoo's nest but i know but so do you think that you have to be open to see a ghost. And so some people will see a ghost in the same, in a room with another person who will never see that ghost because they're closed-minded against then, that. Okay, happening. but wait. Okay, so Matthew, you heard, you and your coworker heard mm. a ghost. Yeah. Whether or not you believed it, right? Or did you believe it then? It's one of those things, yeah, it's hard. I guess it's hard to know. And and I find with the tours, some people come on absolutely believing and other people oh. exact opposite. And I yeah, I think for tours and, and for the books, to some extent, it, it doesn't really matter. It's I think people get something out of it, whether they're yeah, a diehard believer or a complete skeptic, yeah. or or most people I'd say are somewhere in between those those two. Yeah. Um, but I think they can still I, hear. People like hearing, you know, the, the ghost stories. We think, you know, gather around the campfire. Sure, exactly. That's exactly the way I'd put it. I mean, people just love, I mean, when you're a little kid, you gather around the campfire and you hear ghost stories. You know, they're just part yeah, of cool. Americana. They're part of, probably not even Americana. They're part of you know, everyone in the world probably tells ghost stories from time to time. And, no, but it's how you, you know. connect to history. I think mm -hmm. if if history teachers could get their knows out of the book instead of always reading a book in front of the class about history and they told it in yeah nancy you're right on there when i you know when yeah. i when i when i give you know what his, you know what history I'm tours <laughs> i can give people it's, i can talk to people about it or i can write to people about it but you know it doesn't but when you're actually giving and you're out and you can see huh? the building you're in the building where these events happen yeah or it just it just brings it uh that that's uh, why we're doing the highway i mean yeah, yeah. Exactly. so much happened it, it gives because you this you direction can, you can you know? feel like if you let yourself if you let yourself and i have to make that point if you let yourself feel when you go into a room if you say to yourself let me feel a presence or not okay just open that sometimes you will most time you won't, but once in a while, you're gonna go. D, I got a chill, dude. Matthew, welcome to our woo woo show. <laughs> no, no, Matthew, because... Matthew, I've got a question for you too. It's mm. just uh, you know, you wrote a book on uh, haunted Manitoba. It's not just Winnipeg. Mm. Is is there anything else that comes to your mind? Uh, not sure how familiar you are with the route um, as it comes in that area. Is there anything that comes to your mind that just uh, yeah, I actually, I did look, look at some of the other smaller communities. Um, and I don't, that's not to say there aren't ghost stories from that area, but I haven't been able to collect too many. Mm -hmm. um, some of the areas tend to be a little bit more conservative, religious conservative, and they don't always, 
mm. even if they have experiences, they won't necessarily uh, tell I guess, just tell you about keep it. Keep them under wraps. Uh-huh. So we don't have Ooh. too many too many other stores along the route. Oh, I have, but I have a question on the religious okay. part on that. Yeah, With the religious yeah, communities where they... No, no, because I, I got to go... Um, and I'm sorry, I keep going. No, no, we've been watching uh-huh. the Vicar of Dibley. Sorry. The Father, no, Son, no, no. and Holy no, Ghost. No, if but you believe is, in um, the Holy Ghost, why don't you believe in the non-Holy Ghost? I don't, don't, don't. Well, yeah, We're going to get I'll, emails, see. Nancy, now. <laughs> I'll, I'll no, tell but... you this much. One of our most popular sites in Archer is actually in a church. See, there you go. See, uh, And, the, and wanna... they let us go into the church because they no. have the same. Well, so, uh, Matthew, what what was it? See? Was it Quacker? Like what happened in when? Like what was? I I'm just Uh-oh. clueless on this. Because, and so I I know we have to go to Winnipeg, and we're going to, but yeah. like in in America, like if where we were based, we were in the Southwest. So I'm always looking Native American, Spanish, and Mexican, and you know, um, then and Portuguese, and you know all of that, but come back east of this country then it's quaker and like we went to places quaker like they don't even have there's no Mm -hmm. paintings because they did Mm -hmm. silhouettes because then it's not as egotistical like mirrors are not allowed and like it's like this whole Mm -hmm. other culture so what was it in canada in regards (laughs) to that religious side that you were talking about it's it's similar there's sort of conservative mennonite uh communities that tend to be in the south of the province Mm -hmm. um and they, yeah, again, just, and it's interesting you mentioned a church being on your tour because churches mm. are a few of the only places that have asked not, not to be on the tour, not to be in the book. So I, you know, mm. then respect, respect the wish, wishes, but it's oh, wow. interesting a little bit mm. north of where the highway starts. There's an area called the Interlake because it's between Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba. And it has the highest uh, population of Icelandic settlers uh, outside mm. of Iceland. And mm. they embrace ghost stories. So there's many ghost stories from those farms, from those rural communities. But you travel mm. just an hour south. And as I said, there may, may be ghost stories. People might just not have been, been willing to share them, too, with me. That, oh, wow. you know, but that's that's interesting it really that, is because yeah the, i mean our experience with ghosts like we rented on purpose a haunted cabin and, and we haunted. thought and, and we thought it was really funny to do because we were like no that's yes you know that the other you no know. And the lady who lived in the cabin before was Native American, and she had a dead coyote head nailed to the front of the door to keep out evil spirits. And we thought, well, now that's She's from funny. Oklahoma, by the way, Roger. Yeah. Okay. So, no. So we thought, that's funny. And then, so we moved in, and it was like, what, within 48 hours? We're like, uh-oh. Action. <laughs> I mean, and I didn't even no. understand. But actually, the entire and, property, and, the and entire property mind, was. No, and your mind is still, uh-uh. No, this is not happening. Even though you see it, and you feel it, and oh. it's there. Like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. See? This got is, the no-nos. We're, yeah, we got the no-nos. And then when we talked to the owner, I saw a vision at night over my face, and I have a cat sleeping with me who hisses and growls. 
and leaves. So I'm thinking, okay, it's not just me. The cat's upset. I see this face. So I go the next morning to the landlord. I'm like, I know this is woo and crazy and stupid. And I show him, I dry, I, yeah, I'm an artist. So I draw a picture of it. And he goes, oh my God, that's my dad. And he's buried in the, on the property. <laughs> okay. wow. I'm, so out, I'm so out of here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no wow. we, had, we actually had psychics go in there and there, and it was an offshore gambling hall for the mafia. It yeah, also the, was part of a prostitution setup that was out there mm -hmm. it's also a native american burial ground and and anyway that was just a crazy thing i i could go on and on on this property but we experienced so much and i think like, once Whoa. you are open to it then and i wonder about that when you both were talking about your tours that you're going to get people that are opened up a little bit you know yeah, you see it, a lot and, of skeptics you see mm -hmm. uh, people that um uh, and, and there's some people that want my tour to be, quote, a paranormal tour with more equipment and all that. And I sometimes fringe, oh. fringe on that. Mm -hmm. But I, mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, um, and I, some tours I've given have been a little bit more uh, adventurous, let's just say. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we talked about on the route Bell Star. You know, and I've, yeah. I've actually given a tour to Bell Star's grave in the middle of the night. Uh, the cool. famous woman outlaw, and uh, mm, had, that cool. was really a great tour. But um, one of the questions I have for Matthew is just writing about it. How do you, I mean, you wrote, I, I assume it's been a few years she wrote these books, but I know writing is a big process. And uh, did you have, uh, how did you get all these stories and what was the process like for you? Yeah, it, that is sometimes the challenge. And I came about, I'd started doing the tours uh, first. Uh, and I would say mm -hmm. some is talking to people, talking to people who work in the buildings, live in the buildings, own the buildings. Mm -hmm. And for my books, I chose to only do uh, recognizable buildings or historic buildings because I read some ghost ones and people would talk oh. about the haunted house or a haunted store mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. And it, it could be... It could be Manitoba, it could be Oklahoma, it could be Louisiana, it could be anywhere because there's no mm -hmm. nothing to tie it to place. Right. So I, right. talking to people is my main go, but since you can't obviously find all the stuff, but going through newspaper archives, um, Ooh. and they've they've been publishing ghost stories again. Mm. It's not like they're new. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, since newspapers no. began, they, they would carry people talking about haunted houses exactly. uh, yeah. brand new. And there was the story of a haunted house when I think the city was only or the village was a year old. One of the houses was supposed to be haunted wow. already. Yeah. See, but don't you think so, kids also do wow. it? Like, you know, there's a house and you go, you know, a witch is in there. You know, how yeah. didn't we all that have that as kids. Like down the yeah, road, but, that's the witch's house, and it's it's you know it's the woman with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then but then is is the ghost attached to a house or a plot of land, like a physical place, or to a person? There's ghosts that are attached to roads, Nancy. There's like you know, look at what we're talking about with Glenn. Well, that would be horsemen and all of that. Cemeteries, kind of stuff. name it. Yeah, yeah that's they, a physical they hang place. Out. 
They have like so if there's a car accident, the ghost will cross the bridge. I know. At night I know. And freak so you it's out. a physical Bridges. place, but not mm -hmm. a person. Like and there's trolls. Trolls yeah. do exist. Theaters is another one. That yeah. Oh, that's creepy. So you think the theater thing that, is creepy? So ghosts are attached to a physical place for whatever reason, not to a person. Well, supposedly, you know, um, and I'm sure Matthew can oh, tell I get what you're his thought, but I mean, a lot of it's the emotional thing. Like a theater, there was so many different emotions, laughing, crying, different things there. Uh, a lot of people came and went through these things. So that's why, supposedly, you know, uh, there's a lot of that. Hotels, oh. I mean, just think of all the different people and emotions oh my gosh i could i could yeah. over the years. i could well, do yeah. a whole show just on actors and actresses forever. Who, forever. who were yeah. semi-famous or not famous or thought they would be or disappointed mm. or they took emotions. a bath in the same bathtub as clark yeah. gable i mean you know in arizona <laughs> you know oh, we so did. Nancy, you we well, he supposedly did. stayed on the route and Missouri, you can go to that. He's been around. Yeah. He had that <laughs> no, affair that with that one around. lady. What's her name? We did. We stayed in what we were told was his the Clark place Gable. Where... Nancy, you got in his bathtub. I the know. Original and I was iron... like, I was like, dude, this is too much fun. She, she, then, she bathed then, with him. That's it. I know. I was like, hi, baby. No, Nancy was one with. No. But okay, do you have that in Winnipeg? That did the Hollywood stars go up there at all? Yeah, yes, we have had um actually Clark Gable was hunting oh. at uh it would be a little little bit west where the highway is, but an area called Delta Marsh. And there's cool. supposed to be a ghost haunting the marsh, and there's a well-known hunting lodge <laughs> no that's haunted. And Clark Gable stayed <laughs> stayed uh, in that He's area. Haunting the hunting. Marsh. Wow. He's all over the place. So you have a ghost in the Dude. marsh. See now that that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna haunt a marsh. I want I want to pick right. <laughs> See, this is the thing. You know, if I don't go up or wherever we go, like I want to haunt some. I, I want to hang out in nature. Like places. I want to be in the nature spot. And then when people are being all quiet and going to watch the their bird and listening for the call and listen i bird watch so like any bird watcher knows i'm just being a real brat but like as they're getting their binoculars <laughs> out i just want to haunt them because it's funny no. and come into their binoculars and like go who you know no, i don't know but why not like, haunt the people who are being loud and noisy but haunting a marsh is pretty cool though i mean you could be a mist or something when so it's no one for I bird to watching too so i need My to know other... about the ghost tell me about the ghost of the marsh i need to know i can't stand I it to, like, I, I need love to know it. So, so the marsh a couple different ghosts there's supposed to be one that's just a head <laughs> that's seen at the oh. marsh uh, no. so not not a whole operation just just a head uh which apparently oh, people have seen out again when it's misty or foggy uh coming out oh. from the marsh and I then at the hunting cool. lodge, um, a lot of just strange things have happened. People will, oh. uh, it was used as a research center for, for a while by one of the universities. Oh. And uh, one person, they were the only ones staying there that night and they'd gone to bed. And then they heard uh, a person come in with dogs and they didn't think anyone else was coming. And they heard this person go up the stairs and then oh. no one was there, but they could hear the person. They could hear their dogs. 
Mm. Um, and often people are getting these reports of the dogs or they, they would never find any paw prints though, but people would hear them barking, hear them going mm. around. Well, the previous mm. owner of the hunting lodge, um, who was actually sort of Canadian stereotype, he was a star hockey player uh, back in the early, very early 1900s. He loved dogs and had a whole mm. bunch of dogs. And there's a big pet cemetery next to this hunting lodge. Oh my God. Dude, oh. No, dude. You know, we used to live in Kenya and Kenya has like so many ghost stories because oh, yeah. they just did in the Part cemetery. Yeah. it Yeah. And so you're inundated when you, and so when we lived there, like if you went to a cemetery and you didn't see mist coming out of one particular grave, no, then there's you, there that you, you, there's something about the there's mist. something wrong with you. There is you know? something about this. I mean, do you, yeah. I mean, look, look, the only time I haven't seen mist is when I've seen a snake. It's either a snake <laughs> or a mist. Nice. Period. One of the uh, one great story on the route and Route 66 uses it also, but about. Probably 10 miles off the Jefferson Highway route, not much more than that, maybe closer. Mm. Up in uh, northeast Oklahoma, near the border of Missouri, is uh, the famous spook light, uh, mm. which is sometimes called the tri state spook light, the Joplin spook light, whatever. It's been mm. going on for generations. People would wow. go out there, this road out there. Um, people would go out there, they drive their cars in the middle of the night. Sometimes hundreds of people would show up out there and they would see this mysterious ball of light, sometimes Ooh. traveling down the road towards them. Uh, wow. not in, not in a normal manner, not just constantly, it would kind of speed up and slow down and different things like that. There's been books. It was I'm going to talk about real early books. I'm talking about books mm. maybe the 1920s or 30s written on where, yeah. to, go out, where to go out and see the spook mm. light. And it mm. is, uh, it's just part of the lore that early, and you can still go there today. Some people still go there to try to find the spook light, uh, for which has been as part of that area's history for wow. generations. So. Wow. Um, I just want some of what they were drinking. I know. We, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we used to have a, Well, you, you can imagine, I'm sure there were some dates, uh, <laughs> ladies that brought out on dates or different uh, teenagers having fun. That, you know, that's what yeah. Let's go see the spook bike tonight. Oh, see, yeah. I know, right? And then the girls no, are all like, I'm going to hold on to your arm. Yeah. Oh, I want to ask you, Matthew, do you get that on your tours where people, like, the girls are like, come on, I'm going to hold your arm. I'm getting scared. You know, like a first date thing, you go on a ghost walk. That's it. That's the perfect first date. It's, I think. it's funny you mention it because literally a couple couple nights ago, I was doing a, a bike tour, which I do not too many, but a few a year, like haunted bike tours. And oh, a cool. person was on the tour and she said, Oh, um, she said something said about, you know, going home uh, to her husband and said, Actually, you were our first date on your walking tour several years previous so wow. i thought that was kind of oh, cool kind of neat so i think i think yeah a lot of people do it's you get all different mixtures families tourists mm. yeah as you said people on dates groups of groups of friends like you know students coming out well, the well, really I think you do bike tours because i've done that also and uh, I, I think the my most favorite I, tours 
the bike tour mm. thing is really cool and i think it's it's really growing in in different areas of the country and in, and obviously in winnipeg but i have to tell you this is the best bike thing in winnipeg and i can't give out the name or anything but we know somebody in winter <laughs> that turned their bicycle into a cooler scooter and so they it. <laughs> it was Stop it's it. a it's a bicycle that has a cooler on it and goes from house to house and everybody gets happy. That's what I'm just gonna say. Like it's a it's a it's a it's a beer delivery service, and that's all yeah. I can say. That's, that's the, what's the weather up there like, Matthew? During when there's two yeah, really, you need it though when yeah, it snows would, there. The, the winters are the winters are tough here. Uh, yeah, October's not always too bad. It tends to be. Little, mm. Now I'm trying to think as the in Fahrenheit so I'm used to Celsius but a little bit above freezing <laughs> probably, probably say in the 40s and 50s especially near the end of October which sometimes we'll get a warmer day um yeah. not, not too, too bad for two isn't but. it funny that we have Fahrenheit and centigrade I mean yeah. like you're just you're just up the road from us like it's it's like it's so funny how well, we it's have a, all it's these, about yeah. the british and the americans when yeah, the americans yeah. decided we didn't want the british to tell how, us what to do we changed how, everything how did how did winnipeg i'm just going like canada feel about the passing of the queen like that had to be something for canada oh, oh for sure it was a huge and i think just mm-hmm. historically because she's our head of yeah. state and people sometimes don't realize it's not the queen of England in charge of Canada. She's the queen right. of Canada. Her title is queen of Canada. Oh, oh wow. no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. She, yeah. She is our head of state. So it, really? oh, it's a very, very big uh, story here. And the wow. monarchy is part of our constitution here. Um, wow. So it would, I would have, in fact, they said it would probably be harder for Canada to not have the queen than it would be for Great Britain. And she as she visited there. She's visited no there several times, correct? Yeah. Yeah, many, yeah, yeah. Yeah, many times. Uh she yeah. visited Manitoba. Wow. Uh, okay, speaking of England, I want to go back That's... to Marlboro because okay, we have the Marlboro man in in huh. you know Sunset Strip. Um, no, dude. That's the only thing it's that was left with Nancy, when we went to the Sunset Strip like a like a long time ago and Nancy grew up out in that area in, in Los Angeles, yeah. but and that was the only thing that remained the Marlboro man, you know, cigarette yeah. wise. And it's spelt differently than the Marlboro hotel that you're talking about. But that Marlboro, I mean, that's a British name. So I, I do want to, you know, go to Glenn, our friend in England, and see what we can connect with this. And and he's going to be called upon on well, Jefferson one, one Highway. Connect, one connection uh, comes is uh, uh, the original Winnie the Pooh is from uh, Winnipeg, right? Yeah. No yeah, way. Was, oh, come yeah. on. You don't That's have Pooh right. over there? You don't Probably the most do. famous Winnipegger. <laughs> it was a... Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it was a soldier had a pet no bear that he named after his hometown. And when he was being deployed, uh, I guess he donated it or lent it to the, to the London Zoo. And then that's where it was discovered and became part of the story. The so, author. yeah. It's probably our the most author's famous son. celebrity. So you said poo from Canada to England. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was just saying, you know, it was like in that. the England, it was in the zoo there. And, yeah. and that's where he, uh, the stories were written for his son. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, there's a statue in Winnipeg of him, if I remember right. Oh, we have, to, we have to follow up on this story for yeah, sure. Now, good, what it's about, a great story. 
We need to know who the Marlboros were, though. I'm going. I'm going to leave the poo alone for a second. <laughs> I'll talk about poo all day. No, but, I'm centered on the poo. I'm sorry. I'm childish. <laughs> I'm so childish. But Matthew, the Marlboros. Who were the Marlboros? Like, why was the hotel named it? It was like, named. Is it a family um, name? Or? No, it was. You were correct with it going back to uh, to England. It's actually an yeah. ancestor of of mm-hmm. Churchill. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, he was a British, basically a British Lord. And I think it's just the mm-hmm. strong connection. Initially they were calling it, uh, the Olympia hotel, but then I think they wanted mm-hmm. a name that was going to stand out a little bit more that people would maybe be able to, uh, to remember better. Oh, listen, the Olympia, that would have been Olympia oh. Dukakis, and that would like tie to Natchitoches, no. Louisiana, because no. she acted in Steel oh. Magnolias in Natchitoches. No. I'm just saying. I'm no. just bringing that for Sorry. But, no, no. But, Okay, but we're going to have to Sorry. do some of this stuff. I'm serious. We're going we're gonna to start tying all this history together on these, you know, that's what's so cool about this highway. You're connected to Louisiana, and, and, yeah. and isn't that amazing in a, a way when you think about your history? Um, that, you know, families from Winnipeg, you know, you guys, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> it's getting cold. What? You need to come south. I'm just saying, Matthew. <laughs> I, I would love saying? to get Louisiana's. I haven't made it there yet, but that one I definitely would like to get it's to. It's time. I, it's time. Hmm. It's going to get cold. You need yes, to go. <laughs> our winters. I love this city, but the winters are are a challenge. <laughs> I remember I when I told you, Lisa, the original one of the original uh, marketing pieces is summer, some summer mm. somewhere in the Jefferson Highway. It always so yeah. you just got to pick when it is. Right now, it's not in it's not in Winnipeg. Right? Yeah, yeah. No. Our, our summers are are amazing here. It's I usually not are. too hot. Occasionally, occasionally it gets are. a little hot, but usually in the 70s and 80s and sunny so i have to tell you my my grandparents my grandmother half sister came from winnipeg yeah and she used to tell me stories all the time about winnipeg so and then my, i think we're gonna have to come up yeah yeah well we're gonna, have, well, we're gonna, gonna go, go. it's the highway it. See, this is yeah. what it is, Roger. You know what? I have to tell you this, Roger. It's family whole, connection. We end up in places that we didn't realize we we have family, like history. Yeah. And, it, and we just it. end up in the most oddest places across the country that people go, why are you there? I'm like, oh, we, because we always see the, we always find something that's cool, no matter what. I don't care where. Oh, There's yeah. something cool. And we'll always find it. And people are like, well, why the heck are you there? And we're like, I don't know. And then later we'll find out we have family ties, which I think when you talk about ghosts and stuff, it's weird. How is that? How is it that you're drawn to that? So I think there is a DNA thing. And when you look at the highway and families driving up and down since 1916 or yeah, right. 1916 that, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's, over a hundred years of family history. And I think it's really cool because the kids learned something about road tripping and it wasn't road tripping with fancy hotels. And some of them were camping. Some of them were staying in fancy old, like the historic hotels we're talking about and getting spooked at night by ghosts, which is cool and headless horsemen and whatever. I don't know, but you know, it's cool. This is really cool history. So everyone's history 
of these travelers going up and down that corridor. Your I'm family alive. history is there and you need to go back and redo that. You need to reconnect because your DNA does it. And I'm not getting woo-woo, but I'm getting woo-woo on you. Go reconnect <laughs> with your family history well, and see if your family did it. Because I bet you they did. Some Somebody from Oklahoma, is, maybe Roger's family went to Winnipeg, you know. You never but the know thing until is, you dig into your roots. People kind of feel history is boring because when you're in high school, at least when I was in high school, the most boring thing to me was history. That's why we have and, Matthew and, and Roger. And, and, and no, and that was on the teachers and how they just sat there with their nose in the book and read stuff. Yeah, Matthew, and don't tell me you're a history teacher and going to yell no. at us later, right? <laughs> no, but no, but they, <laughs> no. Didn't, they didn't make it come alive. But yeah. later on in life, when I started going and traveling, travel is such a great thing because then you start learning about things. You'd be standing at somebody's graveside or you'd be looking in an art place with pictures and paintings and stuff. And then you start to put history together in your mind. And you realize how, number one, how important it is and how much it means to you when you embrace it. But you had to get out of, at least for my generation, you had to get out of the history class. Sorry, teachers back then, but dudes, seriously. Um, what should have been exciting should not be a teacher reading from a book when the nose in the book and never making it come alive should not mm. be that way. And so if your history teachers like that, don't take it like that's history. Move, that's go, not, travel, that, go travel, yeah. go travel, go travel, go travel, go see, go experience, even in your own neighborhood, go travel in your own neighborhood. Yeah. Go look at the architecture history. of a house. All Absolutely. these historic all these, you know, homes on historic registers. You have that in Winnipeg too. I, I, it's like so weird, Matthew. We're talking to you like you're like in this really crazy, far out, foreign country, and you're just a, like Sorry. you are on our doorstep, you know. Um, but, but do you have like a historic register of like of we, homes? Yeah, we. Too? You can have like national historic sites, and then there's also sometimes provincial or, or city designation. So similar program, little. little you're bit so different. British. But so, yes, <laughs> and, and Winnipeg, I would also say, is very British, too, in Canada. There's a strong connection <laughs> sort of to those traditions here that you might not have uh, the same in other parts of Canada. So, oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad you joined and come back again, please. We want to yes, dig into your, your books, too, and come back on any show of ours and the highway. We, we've, you know. If you're going to go to Winnipeg, you've got to call Matthew. So give everybody your website again so that they can connect. Um, I know you do most of your walks. Uh, it's winnipegghostwalk.com, right? Yeah, that that's, part? yeah, yeah, that's the website, winnipegghostwalk.com. And they can find the books are Haunted Winnipeg and Haunted Manitoba, uh, which cool. they can either find Great Plains Publishing is who puts them out. and But I believe they are available online. Uh, probably a little easier in Canada, but I know they were uh, they were carried in the U.S. for a bit too. So, Ooh, awesome! To do so when we when we come up there, you'll take us on a ghost walk. Absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. how cool! 
We're coming. We're 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 going up like because we're going to do the whole highway. So Roger's going to get sick of us because we're going to knock on his door too. So Roger, <laughs> yeah, he's going to um, get really. So. You know what you're doing with the highway is so cool, and we're so excited because we're really. You know, we've got a couple trips outside of the highway, but like really our lives are going to be dedicated to the highway for quite a while. And I don't see why not, because like there's so much. And when I, Nancy, so Nancy and I started like working Mm -hmm. on this guide and Mm -hmm. it's not online yet, but everybody, you'll be able to see it soon. And then I realized, you know, we talk about this Mm -hmm. three hour corridor off the highway like you know if you're gonna drive from winnipeg to new orleans or do you can do it piecemeal whatever you want right there's this three hours within the journey didn't realize how much we have done off the highway and i mean I, there's so much and it's insane like it's so mm-hmm. cool i i mean do you know that sliced bread comes from missouri <laughs> just off of the highway <laughs> It, I mean, I just think everybody should know that. Like somebody created, like, hey, everything. Well, Winnie the Pooh comes from Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's so. I, I mean, know and, that. and, That's so and cool. Poo, come, uh, that connects you to England with Pooh. I mean, come on. I mean, this stuff, this is this connection. And when you do these routes, and I, I just, it, there's something that opens your eyes and ears and your senses when you do these kind of things. And that's why we we travel full time is because you get sucked into a crazy vortex. And Roger and Arlene, who introduced us to Roger, um, you both need to be spanked because now like this is our doubt. No, I mean it like in a fun way. You know, you guys really have sucked us into this. And um, so thank you. This is going to be the rest of our life. It's a highway up and down. I know it. And so Matthew, we'll be seeing you and we're going to be finally seeing our friends over in Winnipeg too. But um, yeah, we're coming to see you. We want to walk the streets of Winnipeg. I never thought I was going to say that, but we want to walk the streets of Winnipeg <laughs> and look for ghosts. So hopefully that will be soon, hey, we got, sooner than we later. Have, we have relatives up there. Yes, for- I know. For sure. It's a really neat city, though. I, I do recommend some people would say come in the winter, but I recommend spring, summer or fall. So. Yeah, I'm not driving we through the snow they, to get there. OK, I'm the not win- doing that. We know the yeah. winters are, you know, I have learned northern. how to shovel snow and ice and all of that. And mm. I don't really want to do that again. So, <laughs> you know, this is the reason why the highway works. Yes. You come south at this time of year, you know. This is the time for you to come down to, you know, Louisiana. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. Matthew, yeah. there's a lot of ghosts in New Orleans for you to mm. check oh, out. Oh, no, for sure. As I said, Man, it's got in New Orleans ghosts. ghosts. And you've got to go see Roger, yeah. you know. Yeah. You've got to go see Roger, okay. and he'll take you to Bell Star's gravesite. Yeah, that'd be okay. That's awesome. You've got to take us to the gravesite, okay? We're going to yeah. oh, see yeah. you soon. We'll go there. It's going to be sooner than you think. And by the way... I think Nancy and I are going to actually make it to the Christmas festival in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Okay. Is right. that cool or what for New Year's? I think it's going to happen this year. So, or New Year, however you want to put it. So that's very cool. Everyone, uh, we want to thank the Natchitoches uh, CVB. Uh, you know, Arlene, she comes on our show. We do a show actually recording on the show date for her. Um, every uh, second Tuesday, we have our 
Natchitoches, Louisiana show, but um, everybody go to Natchitoches.com and that's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Uh, I wish I, you know, it was easier to spell out, but it's a very historic name and it's a very historic place. It is the oldest settlement in the Louisiana Purchase. So check it out and keep up with the Jefferson Highway. Encourage people to become members. It's very cheap. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it cheap, Roger. It's really. I understand. You know what I mean. It's cost effective. It is uh, something to keep an association going and for keeping you connected on the highway. You get newsletters. It's very cool. And if you are in the tourism industry in any way, shape, or form, you should be part of it and start getting into the signage program and be part of that and have it on, you know, markers in your downtown. Like, seriously, um, Matthew, can can we call people in Winnipeg now? Like, seriously, have Jefferson Highway markers, like, for uh, the I ghosts to be, know to hang out? I think that'd you know? be a great idea, for sure. Wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, seriously, we need to have highway markers like it was back in 1915 and we need to revive this 100 percent. i think so, when you and i travel the whole route they we should have markers well, we yes. have uh we have a new signage program it's okay it's, we're, we're working on it's on our website um, awesome but uh, we're we have we have a few communities that have gone into it of course some states and Iowa has the whole route marked, and Oklahoma will have the whole route marked next year. So, okay. Yeah, so well, Jefferson we're just going to put a sign out that go, Lisa and Nancy were here. We're trying yeah. to get. So- we're trying to make sure that they are uh, <laughs> somewhat uh, similar. Legit- you know, yeah. Yeah, so they make, yeah uh, it has like, to. It has like to be, yeah, signs. so everybody knows, like Route sixty six. Yeah. Every it's right. got to yeah. be concurrent. Yeah, yeah. So Jefferson JeffersonHighway.org everybody is the website for the association they're doing a great job and they really have a cool map go there be part of it whether you're a traveler or a cvb destination an author what you know go be part of it because um really this is something we can all be part of it's an exciting time to be part of a revival of a highway i mean think about what route 66 is today Mm -hmm. and tactics and it took um, a long time to get it back fixed. on the on you know it was there it kicked butt of course again wars happen things happen in life right and then it got revived and it's like one of the most traveled routes in america and this highway connects us to matthew with ghosts in hotels and you know the cooler scooter i'm <laughs> just saying we could be but- going to winnipeg to new orleans in one trip or break it up so this but is one of those motto. iconic things. We need, we need a motto. Well, like, it is. It like, is there, get your kicks on Route 66. We need a motto for the highway. Roger's going to give us the songs for all of this when we see him in Oklahoma very soon. Okay. But um, we're going to do this. So everybody keep up with this. Get on it. Get part of it. Start traveling it. Experiencing it. Uh, Jefferson Highway has an amazing Facebook group, a discussion group. Be part of that. Follow their page. Uh, just type in Jefferson Highway on Facebook. You're on Instagram now, right? That's the other yes. thing. You're on Instagram. So keep up with awesome. them there. Um, when you start, let me just say, it's the most beautiful rabbit hole you'll ever go down. So check it out. And keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We're here every fourth Thursday with uh, the Jefferson Highway Association. And Roger. Thank you, Roger. 
Always. Thank you. Thank you, old thank ladies. You. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Thank you for joining. Matthew, we, we will see you. We're, we're going to come see you. Yes, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'd, yeah, I'd love to show you around. So. Oh, cool. my gosh. And we're, we're, I want your books. I want your books. I want to get all into, you know, every single ghost. Like, I want to know about it. Um, really, what you're doing is cool because you're getting people involved in history and having a good time when they travel. That's like the perfect blend. Sorry, mm -hmm. I had to say blend. Um, it is perfect. And Roger, thank you for what you do with the Highway and the Highway Association. Everyone, uh, the Highway Association will be having their uh, conference coming up uh, in Mason City, right? Am I right? Mason City? Mason Iowa? City, Iowa. Yes. Uh, uh, June of next year. And uh, we uh, pro probably should have registration up in a month or two. And cool. uh, it's going to be a really special conference. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, I love to close with music. And so I ventured a little bit further than I should to a little bit of uh, Virginia borderlines and New Jersey because we want to play a song called Indrid Cold. Now, Matthew, have you heard about Indrid Cold, the smiling man that I'm meets not, people on highways? I don't think so, actually. Oh, okay. So this gets a little paranormal. Have you heard about Indrid Cold, Roger? No. Okay. He's the Mothman. He's the Smiling Man. And this is a legend that's been off of the highways for years. And he meets people and he just has this big smile. And he pulled over a salesman one night and gave him the smile. And mm. the salesman who said, like, this is an other planetary person. And um, his wife thought he was nuts. And um, it was an alien, or maybe not. Maybe it was just a smiling man, but we'll find out. Take a listen to Indrid Cold. This is from Johnny Master and the Mama's Boys, but it is about a true legend of Indrid Cold. Take a look, Google him up, look up the Mothman. Uh, but here it is, Indrid Cold, uh, Never Trust the Living is the album. You can also listen to that song, which would be appropriate. But Johnny Master and the Mama's Boys are from New Orleans, which is, of course, on the Jefferson Highway. So take a listen. Thank you, guys. Slingers singing, man, everything was fine I was not 